Hello everyone and welcome to the NARSA weekly update for the week commencing Monday the 9th of August 2021. It's Gary Gillen here and I'm your host for this week's edition as always and I'm delighted to tell you that right now I'm on holiday in Invermere, British Columbia with my beautiful baby boy Leo. So I'm going to try and keep this week's pod as brief as possible so that he doesn't get too grumpy with me. However, that said, he did bring his Xbox with him and is in the living room playing some fancy-fankled Xbox game with his pal back in Calgary right now. So maybe we should be good for at least a wee while. I am literally looking out of the window from the apartment here to Lake Windermere and the beautiful mountains behind there. So if that makes you jealous, that was the whole point. If it doesn't, ah, well, that doesn't really matter either, I suppose. So I usually start by saying that I hope everyone is doing great, but after the week that our football team just had, I can't really see that being the case, if I'm perfectly honest. Man, oh man, oh man, what a difference a week makes. This is actually the first time since we started the NARSA Weekly Update podcast that I've had to discuss a league loss, which in and of itself is a remarkable achievement as this is weekly pod number 34, 34, and we've been going since December 2020. And, you know, for a whole variety of reasons, last weekend was one of the most fun and funniest we've had in a long time with our start to the season and the mob from the East start to the season. And then we collectively seem to regress to the Rangers of, what, two, three years ago, seasons ago at least, um, and are now in a spot that is way more worrying than we'd all like it to be. The league table looks like garbage now, and we obviously have a bit of a game to navigate tomorrow to give us a better chance of being where we want to be in the Champions League as well. More about that when we get to the game segment in a wee while here. In this week's What Gaz Got Wrong last week, I told you last week that I was advised that I said in particular too much. And immediately after last week's pod went out, I got feedback that what I said I got wrong, I actually got that part wrong as well. So woofed when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I guess. And it was indeed the word perspective that was so wrong and audibly offensive to some. Similar to last week, I guess it was along the lines of from a NARSA perspective, from a game segment perspective, from a convention perspective, and that seemed to upset some. So not in particular. In particular is is great and it's back on the table, I guess. So we we can expect to maybe see that make an appearance or two, which is a big ref- relief for me and others, I'm sure. Oh, wow. Okay, so perspective is out in particular is back and I think other than that I was squeaky clean from an error perspective last week so we get to move on and move on we shall. On to our game segment for this week we did indeed have two very important games for the club the club season I guess and I know that I could say that every single week and uh, the, our midweek foray into the, the Champions League qualification Obviously, it didn't go quite to plan for us with a 2-0, sorry, 2-0, 2-1 defeat away at Malmo. And I thought, apart from a very, very slow start to the second half, which led to losing two goals within a minute or so, and around five to ten minutes of just madness, which I'm sure had everyone very, very nervous, the other 80 minutes or so were very even, and, and this was 
it was just wasn't our day. And and when you look at who was missing from from the game last week and who is likely to be back at uh, full Ibrox tomorrow and our manager's rallying cry for a full Ibrox to really get behind the team in his post-match interview, I'm very hopeful of a favourable outcome in the second leg. And of course, how massive, utterly massive was Stephen Davis's goal at the absolute death of the game um, will be, you know, re- will remain to be seen. I was, I was chatting with a few folks after the game last week saying that I couldn't myself recall the last time Rangers scored such an absolutely crucial goal with literally the last kick of the ball. You'll know that the, the referee blew full time after the kickoff happened again so maybe if I've missed something you can get in touch with me and let me know if you recall something similar in the past but nothing springs to mind for me right now and I have to say I looped off the couch at the end and gave it a big Freddie Mercury style fist pump and and I really truly hope that that was a, a turning point for us I know that the away goals rule doesn't come into it but just being a goal closer um, to, to the team is, is going to get better so after that defeat, we returned to league action against Dundee United at Tanadice on Saturday morning, very early Saturday morning North American time, and, and turned in a very similar performance to the Malmo game to hand as our second one-goal defeat of the week. And sure, they had a, a real bit of good fortune for the ball to break for their fella to put in the winning goal, breaking, of course, off of Stephen Davis. Um, but the thing that really concerned me wasn't so much that bad break and, and a good finish by the by the fella to be to be fair. What concerned me was that we just didn't look like we were up for it at all. That the team had been literally picture perfect in, in playing out the one game at a time philosophy last season. Stephen Gerrard talked about it all the time and we just seemed to be able to concentrate all of our efforts into to that, you know, laser beam focus into that particular game and that particular opponent for that particular competition. But it was very obvious to me, the way I felt anyway, that the, the team collectively seemed to have one eye on on tomorrow's Malmo return leg, which is very, very unusual. Because the way that Dundee United set up couldn't, or, it, or at least shouldn't, have been a surprise for Steven Gerrard's team. But, but it kind of seemed to be, which is odd at best. So, you know, they close us down, they don't give us any space. They're, you know, they're a wee bit heavy on some of the tackles, but the, the game was played with you know, with the appropriate amount of sportsmanship and, the, and there was no real complaints from from the end, you know, I mean, again, uh, did we deserve to get beat? Probably not. Did we create enough to win? Definitely not. But, uh, you know, a second defeat, and, and that's two defeats, in, you know, against two teams that we would have dispatched with relative ease last season, which is a tad concerning. But as Gerard did say in today's press conference in preparation for tomorrow's game, all it takes is one good performance and, and a significant result to turn the mood around for everyone. So here's hoping that is indeed the case and uh, that's a great thing for our team. There's always another important game just around the corner, especially in this first main month of the season, which is jam-packed in terms of games for us. And to that very point, this week we do have two very, very important games. The first is the Champions League qualifier at home to Malmo on Tuesday afternoon with a 3pm Eastern Standard Time kickoff, and just take a note of the time, 1pm back home. And from an, an RTV perspective, we have Becky Ives returning as host, who will be joined in the RTV studio by Neil McCann and Shelley Kerr. And then from a comms perspective, it's over to Clive Tilsley and 
one of my very best mates, Gordon Smith, for the full commentary on the match. And the second is at home again to Dunfermline in the League Cup this coming Friday with a 2.30pm Eastern Standard Time where Stevie and the team, hopefully basking in Champions League glory, get our domestic cup competition quest underway for this season with what should hopefully be a solid performance and result for the team. And, and just a wee note from a Champions League perspective, there's that tomorrow's game, the qualifying game, will be the last Champions League game broadcast live on RTV for this season. Um, after this round, UEFA pulls all the fixtures and, and works with preferred broadcasters around the world to, um, I guess, to maximise broadcasting revenue um, for that. So for the final qualifying round in the Champions League, should we get there, and the group games and all, all games beyond the, the group games, they'll be broadcast live on other channels and we'll get more information about that if slash when we get there. So RTV will have as live rights to them, which in previous seasons has been has been midnight UK time, should we progress, but more to come on that once we see whether we're actually even talking about Champions League or Europa League after tomorrow's game. So no league action until the 21st, where we take a trip to Ross County the week before the first Old Firm game of the season at the end of the month, so more to come about those games next week. And I don't I don't think the significance of this week is lost on anyone at the club and it will be very, very interesting to see how we do when we do have full houses and a hell of a lot riding on each of the games that we play and the team owes the fans a performance, uh, but most importantly, out with performance, two favourable results to get us into the next round of, of both competitions. So here's hoping that's exactly what we get. Points per game? Nope, we're not doing that this week. On to RTV for this week. Uh, I think uh, you know we had another decent week in terms of accessing the feeds for the member clubs and getting any clubs that needed it, the support they needed to get access to the games. Uh, we did hear uh, latterly from the Las Vegas Loyal that they didn't show the game, the Dundee United game on the weekend due to a positive COVID test for one of their members, which will have shut the club down until everyone tests negative. Hopefully everyone there is okay and on the mend and they can get back to normal as quickly as possible. And just another reminder for all the, the NARSA clubs, I mentioned this last week, but if you are experiencing issues with games, please contact us immediately real time and we'll do what we can to help, including escalating to the RTV support staff. If you wait and let us know after the fact, the opportunities for us to help are limited, are much more limited anyway, and the possibility of determining the technical challenges that exist are also very difficult as well. So you can contact us over email and and give us the details and then we will make a check to see if, if anyone else is experiencing the issues and then, and then do the appropriate escalation that we have to do. And you will have noticed from an RTV survey perspective, we still haven't quite got our survey out yet and, and hope to do that this week if we can as I mentioned last week we are going to try and put it into a Google survey form and and see if that's going to be workable for us as we do that we were hoping to get that done last week but we we managed to, to just get a wee bit kind of more bogged down by some of the convention stuff which I'll mention here just in a wee bit but the, the, the survey will ask how the club is doing you know what your anticipated game fee costs will be for season 21-22 
and where you stand in terms of requiring individual vouchers. And in the meantime, any questions that you have on RTV or anything at all can be directed to our communications RTV. That's not communications, my apologies, our broadcast RTV director Alan McWatt at Alan McWatt with two T's at yahoo.com or to me directly as Alan continues his ongoing transition into his new role. From a shout outs perspective, I only have one main one this week and that is to send out the, the best of health wishes to one of Kamar Roof's children who was admitted to hospital on the weekend prompting his withdrawal from the squad to face Dundee United and the, the club sent out a quick note saying Kamar Roof's young child is in hospital please respect his privacy at this time everyone at Rangers wishes him well and nothing else and no other details were shared at that particular time at the time of recording this which is 7.06pm in Invermere time which is the same as Calgary time I'm not 100% sure if it's uh, a daughter. I, th I believe he's two daughters and a son. So I'm not sure if it's is either one of his daughters or his son and or what happened. But in any case, that doesn't matter. I just wanted to pass on the best of wishes from everyone in the NASA family to the Roof family and hope that a speedy recovery is in his or her immediate future. I honestly can't even begin to imagine the worry of going through something like that with your child being sick. It's just awful. So... Here's hoping for some good news on that over the next wee while. From a convention update this week, the update is actually pretty short and sweet. I'm delighted to tell you that we will be putting the remaining Thursday and Friday night tickets on sale this week, hopefully Wednesday, all being well, and we'll get the communications organised through our internal NARSA email distribution list as normal and over our social media channels too. And of course... I know I shouldn't have to say this, but I will anyway. Please don't delay in getting your tickets this time because when they're gone, they're really and truly literally gone this time and more, more details to follow on that in the, next, in the next couple of days. As I say, the reminder is that we're doing Thursday and Friday only. It won't be three night packages that we have remaining and we have just about roughly about 1,100 or so left. I have a sneaky suspicion that's going to be enough and we're not going to have a, a mad scramble after that and, and hopefully that turns out to be the case. Regarding the hotel rooms and travel partner, the update is similar to the last few weeks. We have gone back to the hotel and requested a modest final increase to the room blocks and, and those wheels are in motion right now as I speak and we'll see what happens and whether they can or will accommodate us. And from our discussions with the travel partner, we should have more to follow on that firm, uh, firmed up by next week. One main area we were trying to work out was whether we could provide them with tickets to be able to sell as a full travel and tickets package along uh, you know along with um, what, what they're looking for uh, to, to try and get and um, you know some some custom but right now i'm not quite sure we're logistically set up for that to happen but we might be in the future so we may be able to do something then we'll see how that one transpires in the next wee while hopefully line up a chat with roseanne on that this week and and as i say share what we need to share with everyone for next week another final plug for our convention frequently asked questions document that we discuss every single week. It's on our website and you can see what you need to see there and hopefully that will get you the answers you need in the lead up to the convention in Las Vegas. From another, yeah, or on to other business for this week, we're really focused on continuing the treasurer transition that we discussed last week and paying um, paying our, our 
our season 20, 20, 21 build to, to Rangers TV. We just received that this morning. And starting in earnest, our marketing and sponsorship discussions, and, and I was going to say transition, but it's not really transition. It's more just kind of building up the portfolio with our marketing and sponsorship director, Lorraine Spence, to get her going on that. One thing on that specific topic there, actually, is that there will hopefully be an opportunity to have this very podcast sponsored. Yep, you heard it right. Lorraine will be actively canvassing appropriate businesses to see if there is interest out there to sponsor us as a show and have your company or organisation help us to continue growing our pod offerings and getting the worldwide exposure we can offer. And it truly is worldwide from a, a listener perspective. So have a wee think about that. And if you or anyone you know would be interested, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me directly in the first instance. And, and we'll get Lorraine's details out there as we as we get her going on that as well. I can be contacted on rangersscc at hotmail.com. That's two S's and two C's. No interviews lined up for this week, but I do hope you managed to check out the interview we did with Andy Gray last week that we broadcast on Thursday. Uh, we walked and talked through our endeavour to get him formally nominated to the Scottish Football Hall of Fame, of course, and as, all, as it always is with Andy, it was fun, candid, informative and very entertaining. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do go and take a peek. You won't be disappointed. That was, that was a fun one to do. And I know I have said this for a while, but I still am hopeful to have Rangers very own communications director, David Graham, on for a quick chat and sometime in the next week. Well, probably not going to be this week, as I said at the at the top of this particular segment, but I hope that we can maybe make it happen early next week. We'll see. I guess it probably really just depends on how the club is doing and how, how the, the communications are going from a club perspective, but it's not going to go away. And I appreciate that I said perspective twice there in the last one. There's, you know, we can't ban the word completely. We'll just use it sparingly. Some things I wanted to mention from a communications perspective this last week is firstly, uh, Ibrox has been formally been confirmed now as being sold out, fully sold out for tomorrow's Malmo clash, which is fantastic. The club site said Rangers fans have once again showed their unrivaled loyalty by selling out Ibrox Stadium at the first opportunity. With no away fans, every seat in the house will be filled by Rangers fans. It is sure to be a very special occasion and we look forward to hearing the famous Ibrox roar. I think this is going to be fantastic. I don't I don't know that we get a chance to do that that often. I remember us being at an old firm game a number of years back and it was all Rangers fans and I think it ended up 1-1. We didn't even win the game. It was kind of flat and kind of weird. Actually, for me, I ended up sitting in the Brooklyn Road stand that time and that's a number of years ago decades ago but you know I'm hopeful that you know with everything riding on this game with hopefully you know everyone gets over the, the hangover of, of the the challenges we we faced in the previous two games or the results anyway and and it's a bit of a party atmosphere and it's wall-to-wall blue noses and we're in a celebration mood and we get going and we, we do the best we can to, to really cheer on the team to the result that we absolutely need which is obviously the ultimate goal of Champions League proper qualification so it's going to be really amazing. Secondly, Rangers announced on Friday that 
that we have enjoyed record-breaking apparel sales when they announced since May 2021, Rangers fans have purchased over 250,000 replica shirts as the club celebrated its historic 55th title win and began its 150th anniversary season, surpassing all previous kit sales in the club's history. This is a remarkable achievement and underlines the unquestioned loyalty of Rangers supporters from across the globe who continue to back the team near and far by purchasing official products that directly support club investment. I mean, 250,000 replica shirts since May. May, June, July, we've just started August. 250,000 in just over three months is utterly incredible. The club also announced that the opening of the newest retail shop that's going to be in Glasgow Airport, which is really welcome, you know, in, in the, that space for all Rangers fans, I'm sure. And it's all really, truly solidifying our continued recovery and, go and growth strategy that, you know, being put into action. And I couldn't be happier for the club on this side of operations. And what a, an absolute difference from when Ashley and his crew of Death Eaters infested our club and we had to boycott, you know, on mass to, to, to motivate them to leave. So really great times and, and great to be back to normal with a, an abundance of apparel to choose from and stock to get it from as well. Almost finally, from a comms perspective this week, the club did announce yet another associate partnership this week. I think we're up to about 40 of these things now. But this one was, was a bit more attuned to the footballing side and, and something that I reckon we can all kind of appreciate and understand. It's with a, a company called Playmaker, and the club said Rangers can today announce Playmaker as our newest official associate partner. Having used their technology for over a year, the club are excited to officially partner with Playmaker. Rangers understand the importance of collecting foot-to-ball interactions and are using technology to identify and implement processes for recognising the next generation of talent. While GPS vests measure an athlete's physical performance only, Playmaker technology captures both physical and technical quantifiable insights and data from the feet. And Jordan Milsom, who's the head of performance for Rangers Football Club, added... I think if I was a young player with the ability to use the type of systems that are available now, particularly Playmaker, it gives you a real opportunity to delve into your game. In the past, we maybe only had an option on what we did and do. Now we have factual data, sorry, an opinion on what we did and do. Now we have factual data and we can use that to support processes around how we train, how we play, what you focus on, what you shouldn't focus on, and ultimately try and improve your performance and give yourself the best chance of being successful. Again, I just love the way the footballing side of the club is using technology and data to help us advance our players in ways that previous generations could only dream of. Great work and long may that stuff continue as well. I'll post the blurb for the article um, in the in the blood uh, in the in the the accompanying email that goes along with the the podcast for this week, just so you can go take a peek at it. But really, really cool thing to do, and and just as I say, more data to to go with. I know I've mentioned the last couple of weeks we are going to get the competition organised for the two tickets for the manager's dinner in March of next year. We haven't quite managed to get to do that. This week will be dominated, I suspect, with Narsa. 2022 ticket sales so let's target that for next week and and we'll hopefully get that going and and get the the tickets into the hands of some lucky bears out there 
So a wee bit of a shorter pod for this week's folks with all focus for ourselves and the club really being on tomorrow night's crucial Champions League qualifier. Please keep all of your fingers, all of your toes, uh, your legs and your eyes crossed that the real Rangers, the world record 55 championship title holding Rangers, the season 2020-21 Invincibles Rangers show up tomorrow and really put this team to the sword to right size our season and get back on track. That'll do it for this week, my friends. As always, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Please do share it with whomever you think might enjoy it. And until next week, take care. All the very best. Cheerio.